Welcome everybody, it's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle, 5.55 a.m., December 10th, and uh, this is the earliest Hush Talent podcast in the history of the show. Yesterday, as we watched a dramatic penalty kicks victory for Argentina, excuse me for dragging on that intro, you know, thought of an interesting angle that Argentina somehow lost their opening round match to Saudi Arabia. Since losing that opening round match, finding it incredibly ironic that Saudi Arabia did not win another match in the World Cup, they lost 2-0 to Poland, sorry, 2 yeah, 2-0 to Poland and 2-1 to Mexico. So Saudi Arabia upsets Argentina in the first round, doesn't win again, and then Argentina does the opposite. Obviously dropping to Saudi Arabia, beating Poland, beating Mexico, and now they find themselves in the final four of the whole darn tournament. And that was going to be our lead, and we were going to make some interesting tin hat, fake conspiracy theories about, you know, we had heard that all the players on the Saudi team had been given Rolls-Royce phantoms for getting that one win in the World Cup. And I believe it was that country's first win in the World Cup. If I'm wrong on that, my bad. And we were going to make some thoughts on, wow, it's very interesting that not only did their players get Rolls-Royce phantoms for winning a game, but... How on earth did a team that's in the Final Four lose to that team? You know, we could have had some fun with that maybe just from a sports standpoint. But at the end of the day, you know, Argentina, you know, you have have no reason to believe anything nefarious actually went on in terms of match fixing or anything like that. So even though I just said those words, this is more of a, we we were never going to accuse anybody of match fixing. Though, to our credit, match fixing has been real. You know, British football, et cetera, et cetera, around the world. But of course, now we learn pretty late last night here in the U.S. By late, I mean, here, I'm a guy who's doing a podcast at 6 in the morning. So I go to bed early now with a, with a little kid, right? A little baby. You know, bedtime, bedtime, 9 o'clock is kind of late. So anyway, but last evening we learned that Grant Wall, renowned author, renowned reporter, and, well, we learned that he passed away while covering the Argentina-Netherlands quarterfinal match. And then we find out that, he, you know, he was detained for wearing a, a shirt that was supportive and inclusive of LBGTQ plus rights back at the beginning of the tournament, I think for the USA-Wales game. And that the day before he unfortunately passed away at the game, he posted an article talking about um, the lack of empathy, the lack of care shown by the organizers of the 2022 World Cup towards basically anybody, including migrant workers who built these stadiums and essentially shining, shining a light in dark areas, potentially, 
always speaking truth to power and true, including at this World Cup. And then you learn from, I believe, his brother on social media that at the end of the day, he went to this World Cup as a very, very healthy person with no imminent health risks. And he collapses at a game. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people are already saying it, so I'm not breaking any any new opinions here, but that does not seem to be coincidental. At least it, it's plausible that it would not be coincidental. And, you know, someone like Grant Wall, who did great work for a long, long time, went to the World Cup, continued to try to be who they were, be true to who they were, be true to the journalism they did. Easy for me to say or anybody else to say, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but certainly to try to shine the light on, wow, that is really odd timing that somebody who posted something so negative about the tournament association happened to pass the next day. But I do think that if you're going to do a podcast today, the day after his passing, and you're going to talk about the World Cup, you're obviously going to bring up that, one, what a tremendously sad loss. And if there was anything that made this loss of life, this journalist, if there was anything that happened that played a role in his passing, this entire World Cup, which already was a sham in a lot of ways, according to a lot of people, in terms of how it was secured, etc. But this will stay in this World Cup beyond, you know, Budweiser certainly not being able to serve alcohol, but still having to pay all the money to be a sponsor, beyond... Um, Beyond anything of the bribery, et cetera, et cetera, except that it's one more death associated with the preparation and now the execution of this World Cup. And that's incredibly sad and tragic, not only for Grant Wall and his families and his his family, excuse me, and his loved ones and those who admired him, but for every single person who went to work whether it was to build a stadium or report on this World Cup or anywhere in between, but who went to work and did not get to come home. That's unbelievably sad, unbelievably tragic. And that is unfortunately how this World Cup will be remembered, but it is how this World Cup should be remembered because those people's lives were way more important than soccer, football, sports, any of it. So, again, condolences to every single person associated with this World Cup, especially those who have been exploited and or lost their lives to put on a spectacle that, frankly, if this many people needed, or didn't need to, but if this many people were were unable to go to work and come home, probably shouldn't happen in the first place in terms of this World Cup. 